while Congress has long battled allegations of insider trading, an act passed a decade ago was supposed to prevent violations. But newly published analysis is showing otherwise. So who is overseeing government transparency? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, U.S. President Joe Biden is weighing his options after a drone attack in Jordan by Iran-backed militants killed three American service members and wounded dozens more. But first... In 2012, Congress passed the Stock Act following years of allegations of insider trading by members and staff. A decade after its passage, the act has done little to prevent the appearance of corruption and has fallen short of ensuring that Congress is prioritizing the public over their own interests. According to a recent Raw Story analysis of congressional financial disclosures, at least 40 members of the 118th Congress have violated a federal insider trading and conflicts of interest law. For more, we're joined by Alexandria Jacobson, an investigative reporter with Raw Story. Hi there, Alexandria. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Veronica. So first, for viewers who are not totally up to speed on this issue. Can you explain a little bit about what the financial disclosure laws for Congress are and why they're important? Absolutely. So there's a couple laws at play here. The first goes back to the 1970s. It's called the Ethics and Government Act. And that came out in the post-Watergate era, really focused on anti-corruption and requiring public officials to publicly disclose their personal finances. And that was because public officials have access to non-public information as a part of their jobs. And so they want to make sure that they're not using that information for their personal gain. So that was the first law. And then about 12 years ago when President Obama was still in office, a second law called the Stock Act was passed, really intended to strengthen that first law. And so that Stock Act requires uh, members of Congress to, within 45 days, report any sort of stock, bond, cryptocurrency transaction publicly. And so these laws are really just intended to prevent insider trading, point out any potential conflicts of interest, provide transparency and really instill public trust in government officials. So what were your findings after analyzing the congressional financial disclosures for the 118th Congress? Yeah. So through our investigation at Raw Story, we found that conflict of interest really run rampant in Congress. And there are some members that don't take these laws very seriously. So of the 40 violators that we found, we found this is actually a pretty bipartisan issue. So both Republicans and Democrats are breaking this law pretty equally. We've found a bit of a variation in the level of these violations. So some Members of Congress are not properly disclosing transactions in the thousands of dollars of range. Some are in the millions of dollars. So, but they're all important because this certainly is a is a public trust issue. Is any action being taken following your report? Yeah. So we found that 
these violations have inspired a variety of different bills aimed at stopping congressional stock trading altogether. So there are a couple bills. One is called the Trust in Congress Act. There's another called the Ethics in Government Act. And they're, again, part of this big movement to stop congressional stock trading. None of those bills have been passed yet, but they're all uh, active bills that have been introduced. I've also found anecdotally the violators we found have made changes to how they handle their personal finances to better abide by these laws. So some have put their assets into blind trusts so that allows them to not be involved in those financial transaction decisions themselves and remove that conflict of interest. Others have changed their compliance teams all in an effort to to better follow these laws. Can you tell us a bit more about some of the uh, recent violators that you've identified? Absolutely. So the most recent violator we found was an Illinois representative. His name is Sean Caston. He was as much as two and a half years late disclosing eight transactions in a carbon company. Those transactions totaled up to $380,000. So the representative said these stocks are a part of a family trust that he's not involved with making those financial decisions. However, by being two and a half years late, he's far past the 45-day deadline that is required for transparency as a part of these laws. So while financial disclosures are used to identify potential or actual conflicts of interest in order to promote integrity in the federal government, is Congress and their staff seemingly getting a pass here? It certainly can seem that way. It's really up to the House and Ethics, House and Senate Ethics Committees on whether they act on these violations. So a standard fine for violating the Stock Act is $200, which is relatively small, particularly if we're talking about stock transactions in the millions of dollars. So we have identified some members of Congress with potential conflicts of interest. For example, Senator Tommy Tuberville and Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, they both are on the Senate Armed Services Committees and have defense contractor stock. The defense contractors they have stock in get billions of dollars from the government in contracts every year. So those are some conflicts of interest we've identified, but so far we've not seen any action been taken on these potential issues from either ethics committee. So we're at a time where so many Americans really feel like they're being squeezed. So we know about global inflation and we know things are really tough. And so to see some of these different types of reports where for voters, they're looking at potentially people in the know making more money. What do you suggest voters can do in response to this issue? So certainly voters can look into these bills I I mentioned, such as the Trust in Congress Act, the Ethics Act, and reach out to their representatives if they support the idea of a congressional stock ban. So that's one thing. The other is to really follow their representatives and see how they are or are not abiding by these laws. One example, back in 2020, uh, Georgia senators, both David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, were investigated for some suspicious stock trades they made at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And when it was time for a re-election, neither of them won their seats back, um, which in some respects was considered in regard to these violations. So it's certainly an issue that voters can, can take to the polls this election. Alexandria Jacobson from Raw Story, thanks so much for joining us today. 
Thanks so much for having me. The White House said President Joe Biden is weighing his options after a drone attack in Jordan by Iran-backed militants killed three U.S. service members and wounded dozens more. The attack adds new pressure for the Biden administration and their Middle East policy. We will respond. The White House on Monday said U.S. President Joe Biden was weighing his options after the drone attack in Jordan by Iran-backed militants that killed three U.S. service members and wounded dozens more. Here's White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby. We do not seek another war. We do not seek to escalate. But we will absolutely do what is required to protect ourselves, to continue that mission, and to respond appropriately to these attacks. Earlier in the day, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke on the issue as well. The president and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces. And we will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. Later, Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh identified the soldiers killed in Sunday's attack, the youngest victim just 23 years old. The names of those soldiers who lost their lives were Sergeant William Rivers, Specialist Kennedy Sanders, and Specialist Breonna Moffitt. Right now, we assess that there are more than 40 that have been injured. Um, we do expect that number to continue to fluctuate as uh, our service members, as you know, with TBI, report symptoms later on. So that number could continue to grow. The attack put new political pressure on Biden to deal a blow directly against Iran, a step he has been reluctant to take out of fear of igniting a broader war. Sunday's strike marks the first deadly attack against U.S. troops since the Israel-Hamas war erupted in October. The United States is trying to determine how the suicide drone managed to evade the base's defenses. What I can definitely say is that the strikes that took place on U.S. service members represent a fundamental change in the rules of engagement. Allison McManus, the managing director of the Department of National Security at the Center of American Progress, says she anticipates a response to the drone attack quite soon. Iran has taken advantage, frankly, of the the current moment of conflict to do what Iran has been doing for many, many years, which is to disrupt, uh, to target the U.S. and partners in a variety of ways, uh, mostly through uh, the efforts of its um, proxy militias. So again, what Iran is doing is testing where that line is, how much it can get away with in uh, targeting U.S. interests whether those are military interests or economic interests, um, and, and really testing the U.S. in terms of its response. U.S. troops have been attacked over 150 times in Iraq, Syria, and Jordan, as well as on warships in the Red Sea, where Houthi fighters in Yemen have been firing drones and missiles at them. UPS has announced that it plans to cut 12,000 jobs after its revenue forecast missed analyst estimates. The company says it is trying to find the right size for its global workforce after having lower volume and seeing a more than $9 billion decline in revenue. Coming off what it called a difficult and disappointing year, UPS announced it's cutting 12,000 jobs. On its earnings conference call Tuesday, UPS said the move would help save the company $1 billion. The world's largest parcel delivery firm is in part being squeezed by higher labor costs from its new contract with the Teamsters Union, which was ratified in August after contentious negotiations. 
UPS also warned of declining daily volume, which it expects will be weak in the first half of the year before recovering in the latter half. But even then, growth will be constrained. The delivery giant said volume, revenue, and operating profit declined last quarter for all its business segments. It also forecast revenue for this year that was below estimates. That sent shares down nearly 8% in Tuesday morning trading. But UPS, which is viewed as a bellwether for the global economy, did say business conditions would improve in the second half of the year. It also said it's been winning back business that went to rivals like FedEx during the company's tumultuous labor talks. Stay with us. More ticker coming up.